Oh, so you just want me to go then. You just want me to go. Well, I'm gonna go then. And I don't need any of this. I don't need you. I don't need this stuff. I don't need anything. Except this. And that's the only thing I need. I need this. Just this ashtray and this paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game, but that's all I... I need this! These spoilers, just the ashtray, the paddle game, and these spoilers. And that's all I need. The following podcast contains spoilers for the jerk. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. It is your host, Gunsman Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Yes, yes, it is. Dear man. Indubitably. How are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm a sleepy boy today. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I've i found this newfound energy, and I threw it right out the window. So now I don't have it anymore. And I just <laughs> just gone all the time. Yeah, uh, sounds damn. About right. I'm reaching thirty real close. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. disgusting. How are you, dear friend? I'm doing pretty okay. I, it's a weird day today. I don't know why. I, it's just a weird day. It mm-hmm. feels weird. Things are weird, and the, the weirdness texture, is weird. All of it texture and taste and just everything mm-hmm. it's a weird day just so uh, weird. but you know what's not weird the fact no? that you watched more than two movies i know for a it's fact actually true. that is weird that's not not weird it's it's very weird it's very weird yeah uh, so first tell off me a bit how about dare that. i how dare uh, you break break such a, a pattern of that i was doing for the last six weeks easy mm-hmm. um but uh first off we started with a nice little uh number here we avoided watching uh one of our movies that we were going to see in theaters because I was going to watch it with a moi nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, but we watched The Gray Man. We did that for a review, and that is up on the YouTubes. You know the deal by yep. now. We hated yep. it. We loved it. Who knows? You've got to find out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie of the week that I watched with Lay Nephew uh, is DC League of Super Pets. Yeah. Uh, going into it, you know, obviously I had not much expectations for this. Uh, I realized that I don't think I've really watched a Kevin Hart or Dwayne Johnson movie. Not even the Jumanji movies? Not even Jumanji. Hmm. Um, and I'm trying, what's the other ones? The uh, uh, Central Intelligence? Central Intelligence. I feel like there's one more in there. Uh, Jumanji 2, <laughs> but there, there's definitely one more. I, this is the first um, one I've seen of them together, <laughs> I yeah. think. Um, which was weird. Uh, I love the two when they're doing interviews. But like uh, I don't know, I just I have no inspiration to go see them in a movie together. If that yeah. makes any type of sense, it's weird. Yeah, I mean but honestly, is, uh, the two of them are the least interesting things about the Jumanji movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Black is a hell of a lot better in those movies than either of those two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it is what it is. But uh, yeah, as far as you know, as a kids movie, it was better than I expected it to be, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I put in my review for uh, Letterboxd that we were watching um, this movie for a good 15 minutes. And, you know, we're watching these talking dogs talk to each other and everything like this. And the, the second a cat comes on the screen, he goes with the most surprised face. Oh, a talking cat. <laughs> what, your, like, your nephew? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, that's a talking cat. Uh, that's uh, funny. It was it was a funny movie. Uh, I love 
their takes on the superheroes themselves in this mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they're basically worthless. Um, and Keanu's Batman, which is always cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's there was that, and then of course I watched The Jerk, which we will get into in just a moment. But I know mm-hmm. you have seen a movie or two. Yeah, I've seen uh, seven, five of which were rewatches. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, throughout the day, I've been trying to watch movies I liked as a kid with mm-hmm. my boy, my boy, yes, my son. Yes. Uh, so the first one I watched is The Big Green, which is that uh, Disney soccer movie mm-hmm. with like the rag, ragtag group of kids. I can literally picture the cover of the VCH, yeah, or, uh, it's, VHS it's, uh, the guy, the guy who plays Ham in uh, Sandlot, and he, well, you haven't seen Sandlot, but mm. uh, he, he, he's like falling over and the the ball is going for his groin for some reason is weird uh for a kids movie uh i mean that's i don't know if that was like purposeful but it's there yeah <laughs> but yeah big green it's a kid it's a kids movie from the 90s they're all good in a nostalgic kind of way but you know other than that they're not great uh yeah good movie Mm-hmm. Uh, then I rewatched uh, Eraserhead, directed by David Lynch. This was for the 1001 movies you must see before well, you die. It wasn't for the boy? No, no, no. <laughs> that would be the most fucked up. I literally cannot think of a more fucked up movie to show a kid. <laughs> not not because it's like overly sexual or, or, or violent or anything. It's just so existentially weird yeah. that it would just fuck that kid up for life. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, I appreciated it more this time around. I didn't really care for it the first time I watched it. This time I appreciated it more. Uh, still not a huge fan of David Lynch just because I like story structure more than anything in movies, and he doesn't really have a story structure, which mm-hmm. is fine. Just not my thing. Uh, but I definitely appreciated this more uh, the second time around. That is going to be in the uh, September edition of Cinema Bucket List, so you can check that out. Uh, then, uh, with my boy, my, my son, uh, I watched Heavyweights, which is one of my favorite movies from the 90s. Uh, I feel like it's often overlooked because I'm pretty sure it was just a Disney Channel movie before Disney Channel movies were popular. Heavyweights? Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. I don't think it was ever in theaters, I, I think, though. I think, I think it's been... Uh, that's actually a good question. Uh, I know I, I, I had know. it on I'm, VHS. Yeah, I'm I'm speculating, but it, it, I'm pretty possibly sure. Yeah, <laughs> that it is a, a straight to TV or a straight to video movie uh, that didn't get much love. But I love it. Uh, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, it's got uh, all your favorite fat kids from the '90s: Keenan Thompson, uh, the guy who plays Goldberg in uh, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, director of uh, the the all female Ghostbusters, Paul Feig, is in it, mm-hmm. which I didn't recognize him because I didn't know who he was when I was a kid. But he plays the one guy, the one skinny counselor who used to be fat. Yeah. Of course, he's got Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's always great. Always. It's just a solid '90s kids movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you haven't seen Heavyweights, check it out and expect '90s kids movie quality. Of but course. Checking out nonetheless. Then I watched The Gray Man, which we have a review. I watched it with you. We watched it together. I watched mm-hmm, half mm-hmm. of it by myself because there was a miscommunication. And, and then, then I, I stopped watching. You. you yelled at me, so I stopped watching it, and then we watched it together. There's a review on our YouTube for that. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched a Czechoslovakian movie from 1970. Well, it was made in 1970, but not released until 1990 because, you know, the Iron Curtain and everything mm-hmm. uh, is called The Ear. It's essentially about this uh, government official who 
uh, gets home from a party with his wife. His wife is like drunk and belligerent and everything. And he's just super paranoid because one of his friends was just picked up uh, by the government for being anti whatever the government wants. Uh, I, I forget the exact thing, but essentially yeah. it's just he was going against the heads of the government on something. And uh, so this guy's paranoid the entire time and he, he knows his house is bugged and everything. Really interesting, cool, uh, you know, take on, uh, you know, the creepiness of the communist government in the Soviet Union mm-hmm. uh, and told from behind the Iron Curtain, which I'm surprised they honestly didn't just destroy the movie uh, instead yeah. of just banning it altogether. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it got out, even if it was 20 years later, because it's a pretty solid movie and it's an interesting uh, take, you know, interesting to see their side of things. Uh, really strong thriller, in my opinion. Uh, that's also going to be in the September edition. Then I rewatched with all, with my friends, everything, everywhere, all at once because they had not seen it. (laughs) How many times is that now? That's my eighth time. Damn. Uh, this was the first, not in theaters though. We watched it in my movie room. Yeah. Um, cause I own it on 4k Blu-ray. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I might like that movie. I haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. After eight times. It's up in the air. Yeah. And then I watched The Jerk, which we will get into right now. In the history of motion pictures, only a select few performers have become immortalized by the roles they have portrayed. Consider The Vamp, The Champ, The Tramp. And now the most perfect casting of all, Steve Martin, The Jerk. It was never easy for me. I was born a poor black child. Meet Navin Johnson. He's poor. You mean I'm gonna stay this color? And he's eager. This is the kind of music that tells me to go out there and free somebody! But Navin... Let him go. Traveling down that lonely road, seeking fortune. Actual live weight guessing. Take a chance and win something. Finding fame. Johnson, Maven R. Sounds like a typical. <laughs> and learning about love from a perfect master. A simple minded, sheltered country boy suddenly decides to leave his family home to experience life in the big city, where his naivete is both his best friend and his worst enemy. Directed by Carl Reiner, who makes a cameo appearance, written mm. by Stephen Martin. Steve, Stephen Martin, weird. Steve Martin, Carl <laughs> Gottlieb, and Michael Elias or Elias or Eliash, depending on the pronunciation. Those are the three ways I've heard that name pronounced. Uh, it is starring Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, Caitlin Adams, Mabel King, Richard Ward, Dick Anthony Williams, Bill Macy, M. Emmett Walsh, Dick O'Neill, Murray Sevens, and the list goes on. Uh, so I picked this, uh, even though it was not for free on any streaming site except for Showtime, mm-hmm. because Glenn had not watched it. Glenn has no childhood. <laughs> Glenn has no childhood, although this is rated R, so, you know. Glenn had... Ratings didn't matter in the childhood either, yeah. so he could have <laughs> watched To it. be fair, this was rated R before PG-13 was a thing, mm-hmm. and it is a little too rough to be just PG. 
Yeah. But also today, I think it would be PG thirteen. It would definitely. And, uh, I guess there, there's some word droppage in there. I could see it being rated R for that. I don't remember the for, or the uh, the N word. Yep. Yeah. That's Which the they, one. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, other a, than that, it's a PG-13 yeah. movie. <laughs> so so uh, last week, granted, I kind of uh, over-exaggerated it in my head before re-watching it, because I haven't seen this movie in like 10 years. Yeah. But last week, I talked about how like the, one of the first lines is you know, kind of sketchy for today's audiences, even though it, the rest of the movie, movie makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely forgetting about that other part <laughs> later on, yeah. which is... You know, it's still okay given the context of the movie, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But it's a little less uh, wholesome than just Steve Martin claiming he was a poor black child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, what did you think of this? And honestly, I don't care about anyone's thoughts except for yours. And I'm oh. a little worried, honestly. Uh, yeah, I didn't talk to you much about this. And I, I had watched it about you know four hours ago. Yeah. Uh, it's a doozy, you know. <laughs> um, it, how am I expected not to laugh every five minutes? It's it's bullshit, really. Uh, you know what's funny about this? This is our second movie for Steve Martin. I didn't realize how much he wrote for these movies. Yeah, he was he was big on writing, um, which is really awesome. Very talented dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this movie's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not a dull moment in it. Yeah. where you're it's not you're not at least giving like a like a little chuckle you're like yeah. it, it's just it's it's funny it's hilarious i think a lot There's, of it isn't laugh out loud funny like you you know your stepbrothers or your, yeah. your hangovers or whatever but a lot of it is as dumb as it is portrayed it is pretty smart you mm-hmm. know there's a lot of play on words there uh there's that, a lot of great jokes in there yeah yeah and the, i think there's three scenes i can't remember the one but the one that definitely I did. I did laugh at the. Um, let me. I'll say this one first. The cans. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he hates these Stay cans. Stay away from the cans. <laughs> was fucking There's cans hilarious. in that vending machine. And just how, <laughs> just how innocent he is running around. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's trying to kill me. I'm endangering you. <laughs> <laughs> Cover me. He's like, yeah, no problem, no problem, kid. It's <laughs> just and then he takes the car off the jack and just drives away with no wheels. It's fucking <laughs> My favorite part of that scene, which honestly is one part I forgot about because he hates these cans is such a memorable line. Yeah. It's when the uh, guy who's trying to shoot him gets to the outskirts of the carnival and it says mm-hmm. uh, only carnies. Yeah. So he stops because he doesn't want to break the rules. Yeah. Even it's though like he's carna- trying to kill a guy. It's, it's, it's and he goes, carnival people only yeah, or something like car- that. Car- and he's like, he's not carnival personnel. He's yep. not carnival personnel. <laughs> and then the dog. <laughs> yeah. that's. I love it. Um, yeah. I did. I did laugh at the one scene that is kind of frowned upon. Definitely in today's standards. In a way, it's not good at all. Um, but in in its defense, he's he's defending that word and everything. And he's like, no, I'm one of those people, goddammit. And then yeah. knocks everybody the fuck out. Yeah. I laughed at that part. I, I had a good chuckle. Yeah. Now, um, uh, us both being white, yes. we really cannot be the ones to judge whether or not this joke is okay in today's world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could only ask, like, you know, I mean, it's not really none of our business if, because there's going to be some people who think it's fine and some people who don't. 
but they I think that they at least for the time uh creating this world where he thinks he's black mm-hmm. uh it makes for the time it okay that he says it I, again yeah. whether it is today is not up to me being a white guy uh well, yeah, but, you'll either get it's going to be like a 50-50 between like Jamie Foxx's of like defending Robert Downey Jr. for the Tropic Thunder thing or just everybody that did, doesn't look through that uh, lens and yeah. doesn't uh, doesn't care about the Robert context Downey. but only cares yeah. about the, the usage. Yeah. Um, same, same thing with Tropic Thunder is like context over what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when he is defending it and of course it's not okay when the other guys say it, but they're, they're also not portrayed as the good guys. Yeah. Uh, for if, I don't know if anyone is confused, but there's a scene where the N word is dropped a few times, uh, In diff- all, different slurs, not just the N word itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and they're, they're, I, they're like mob, of, mob guys and trying to get some investment off of yeah. Steve Martin. And they're, they're the bad guys, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that is such a short scene that it doesn't really dwell on it. That mm-hmm. even if it is kind of offensive, uh, you could probably look past it because, uh, you know, it's not a huge part of it. And it's not something that continues to happen throughout the movie. Yeah. It's also the, the setup for it was really funny because mm-hmm. these, <laughs> and it sounds bad when I say it like that, but the setup for it. They were these mob bosses were using these slurs, and Steve Martin being innocent, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh yeah," and the and then the the rabbits could eat the vegetables or something like that. Yeah, and he just so he has no idea what the fuck. And then they get to the point of what they're actually talking about, and he's like, "What did you just say?" And then starts yeah. Bruce Leeing the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I personally think it's fine, but I also understand if people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that I'm going to argue with people because I see both sides. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that scene's pretty funny. Shocking, but funny. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I, I forgot. I mean, I was, I was half paying attention during that part, and I heard it start saying those, and I was like, am I hearing this correctly? And then yeah. I turned, and then the whole fight broke. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah this, it definitely this goes movie, absurd. This movie, speaking of absurd, is 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 bonkers. It's in such a good way. Yeah, I think um, a lot of Gen Z people would like it because it's so random. Yeah, and it is so random and just so fast paced with its randomness that mm-hmm. they would they would love the shit out of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and just every every moment he comes across because he's so innocent, he's just like, "Oh shit! Oh my god!" Like yeah. the, when he gets a room and it's like they're in the bathroom, he's like, "Oh god, the bathroom's right here. This is perfect. Oh my god!" And he's like, "This isn't the room." He's like, "It was too expensive for me anyway." And then he goes to a closet. He's <laughs> like, "This is perfect." It's it's so funny. Yeah, he's he's such an innocent, dumb person mm-hmm. uh, that you can't help but love him. And it's it makes all of his problematic things funny because there's a uh, a, a part where he's you know the, him and Bernadette Peters are on the beach and mm-hmm. you know they both want to kiss but she doesn't want to fall in love with him so she doesn't want to kiss and he like tries to pull her in and she's like pushing him away which could be seen as problematic again. But yeah. also, I think the I think this the intent is uh, important with this movie, where the intent is to just have a, you know, just a funny shot of 
them fighting for pushing and then after he doesn't get the kiss was he like was it as good for you as it was for me yeah. it was it was a struggle but like it was like yeah. they laid their feelings out right after that too it was like yeah i i i do it because i i don't know if i want to fall in love with you and yeah not like a, oh i don't like you don't fucking kiss me type of scene yeah yeah um but but yeah it's it's so funny the way it's just each different act is set up kind of so perfectly mm-hmm. um, into the one joke, into the next joke, into the next setting, into the next joke, into the next joke, into the next setting. It's just it's it's just so well played out. Yeah, kind of surprising. Like I I knew I assumed it was going to be good when you kept, when you're like you didn't see this fucking movie. What's the matter with you? Yeah. And then I don't think I said anything other than that you haven't had joy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't tell you what it was about. I didn't. I just literally just Steve roasted Harvey. my childhood, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I watched this movie so much when I was growing up. Uh, it, it's just, and a lot of things I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it. Probably closer to like fifteen, maybe even like like eighteen years. I can't remember yeah. the last time I watched it. But there are a lot of things that just went over my head then. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like uh, when he writes home after having sex for the first time, yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, you'll probably get more money next time because uh, Patty says <laughs> that she's gonna give me a blowjob." <laughs> <laughs> I got a new job coming. Patty's getting me a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly did not remember that part at all. So either I didn't know what a blowjob was the last time I watched it, or it just you know fell through the cracks. But I, I yeah. it, it it made me laugh. So it's such a so many, you know, just a, a, a naive person going through the world and trying to understand things, like calling his penis a special purpose. Yeah. So when Bernadette Peter says, I need a man with a special purpose, she's like, I've got a special purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and just, then they bang. <laughs> and then they bang. It's so, so stupid. Um, and I, I love stupid humor so much. Stupid humor is great. Um, yeah. Kind of backtracking to uh, Tropic Thunder a little bit. Um, I, I, in the beginning, like, because he's so innocent and kind of dim-witted in, in a sense, it kind of reminded me of Ben Stiller's, uh, character that he played, Simple Jack, for a little bit. And that's, that's, <laughs> I, what I assumed was the inspiration was this, and then it got more into it and how he kind of grew and, like, learned and just kind of adapted to society and all that and wasn't just, yeah. like, a simpleton. But like I in think the, Simple in the Jack was like, also Simple Jack is just it's got to be inspired by this. I think Simple Jack was a mix between this and mice uh, of mice and men. Yeah, um, I forget the the guy's name, but uh, he, the guy's the, who's obsessed with the rabbits and keeps accidentally killing rabbits mm-hmm. and everything. I think those were the two inspirations. But yeah, the you, the, the whole just naive person mm-hmm. is, is it's a I don't know. I I love just fish out of water movies they're so weird and and funny Uh, they are and like and this has like such a heightened reality to it too like uh i forget why the maid gets killed by a firing squad but the fact that the maid gets killed by a firing squad is hilarious Uh, it was something about federal like taxes or some shit like that yeah and then her husband's the butler and he's just like you know, it is what it is. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's just it's Do you just need more time day. to mourn? Oh, I'll get over it eventually. No, we've got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> when and he literally like, just watched her get shot by a firing squad. Yeah, he's like, "Are you still too depressed to turn off the lights?" He's like, "No, I have to move on at some point." <laughs> <laughs> he turns off the lights. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, kind of blew me away. You know, I wasn't expecting... I knew it was going to be funny, but I wasn't expecting that level of funny at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was It was really good. Uh, I'm glad. Definitely a, a solid chuckle throughout yes, the whole yes. thing. Yeah, Steve Martin is such a... I feel like he's very underappreciated because, you know, he... Uh, I don't know if he started off in SNL, but, like, you know, he was always overshadowed by, like, Dan Aykroyd and Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Murray and everything. I feel like he's an afterthought after those two. But in my opinion, he's a hell of a lot more talented than either of them. Oh, big Um, time. Especially when you find out that he's writing and doing, like, the screenplays for these things. He's doing the screenplays, and unlike Dan Aykroyd, not making them overbloated. Like, Dan Aykroyd, he's a good writer, but he doesn't know how to make something uh, concise and and short. And uh, Whereas I feel like Steve Martin's got that down to a T. Like, he knows when to finish a movie. Yeah, and and it's great, and I, I and then he's also kind of the face of bluegrass now too. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude is a huge talent. It's kind of insane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't have too much to say. I just got one question. Unless you got something else to say, mm, I, I don't think I've got too much. Okay, what was your favorite part? Your favorite joke, if you will. I, the cans is the definitely the most memorable, and just mm-hmm. the whole situation like leading to go to the carnival. That mm-hmm. whole scene was hilarious, and then there was one at the end too that I'm forgetting right now. But is it, it the it had, I don't need anything? Yeah, I need th- it was it was those two that, like got a really yeah. good chuckle out of the movie, a really hearty laugh. Mm-hmm. My, uh, you know Colin, my friend Colin. Uh, I do know Colin. Your the, friend the lead Colin. of two of my movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he actually did that for a monologue in high school. Like he did an audition, and he he did the I don't need anything. I need this. He did that. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is probably my favorite part, uh, as well as that he hates these cans. But um, there's two things that I feel like I I should point out. It's when he's trying to say goodbye to Shithead the dog, mm-hmm. and like you know in most movies he'd be like pushing it away and the dog would just keep running back and this, the dog's just perfectly fine with it. Just pieces out. Yeah. And to, to the point where, where he's like, okay, you could come with me. And then just drags him along on a leash. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, when, uh, right before the, I don't need anything monologue, uh, him and Bernadette Peters are fighting. And she's like, I was listening to a song on the radio that reminded me of the way we were. What song was that? The way we were. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a stupid, Stupid line. Dry and how she right always there. just pulls out her trumpet when they're singing. Like, it's not mm-hmm. anywhere, and it just pops up out of nowhere. It just pops right up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got so many memorable gags. It's, it's yeah. such a great movie. Yeah. Well, I guess that does it for our judgment. That brings us to... to no, that does it for our review. That brings us to the judgment. Oh, I got mm-hmm. mixed up for a second. Uh, as always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, I think it's very clear with how I told it. Since I yep. go first, it goes on the shelf. It's a fun movie. Uh, uh, Steve Martin juggles cats in this. And yeah. <laughs> and, it's a illegal... and then Steve Martin watches Steve Martin juggles cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's a it is a Steve Martin movie through and through. It's probably his best example of his work, in my opinion. Yeah, and I love it. And yeah, it goes on the shelf for me. Yep, it's not even a not even a joke around. It's definitely getting on the shelf. Yes, it's 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 a solid film. Honestly, uh, recommend to anybody. Honestly, when I was watching it, rewatching it, like I I still loved it, but I was just like. 
you know, because I'd seen it so much, I wasn't laughing as much as I did. And I was like, oh, man, did I really just overhype this movie? And I'm glad that I didn't. You did not. Because it is... I'm glad you paid me to watch it too. Yeah, I paid you, paid for you to watch it. I didn't pay yeah. you to watch it. I paid for you to watch it. <laughs> Get it right. Um, no. So anyway, the jerk goes onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our assignment for next week. Glenjamin Button, it is your that's turn. A, are we watching me. another Steve Martin movie? Uh, we actually are. Believe really? it or not. Are you yeah. serious? Uh, we're not. Okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna flip over to a completely kind of different film in every sense of the way. Um, I don't know where this film originates from. I am bad at homeworking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say Taiwan, but not sure. Mm. Let's just say it's called A Brighter Summer Day. Um, Based on a true story, primarily on a conflict between two youth gangs, a 14-year-old boy's girlfriend conflicts with the head of one gang for an unclear reason until finally the conflict comes to a violent climax. Are you lonesome Are you sorry Does your memory stray To a bright something When I kissed you and called Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me, dear, are you lovesome tonight? Directed by Edward Yang, written by Hung Hung, Ming Tang Lai, Alex Yang, uh, stars Chang Chen, Lisa Yang, uh, Ku Chu Kang, or Jesus, Kuao, uh, Kuao Chu Chang, hopefully, um, Elaine Jin, and Han Chang. Uh, mm. I'm not even going to try to butcher anymore. I did that in the most white accent I could to uh, <laughs> just not get shit on. All right. <laughs> But um, you. that was I, awful. I have a huge list of movies that I know you haven't seen, uh, at least that you didn't put through uh, Netflix or Jesus Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, so I'm going through the motions of those, and I put this on because I did want to see it, and I'm hoping you want to see it, even though you have to see it now. <laughs> I mean, I'm never a fan of romance. Or, no, I shouldn't say never. Very rarely a fan of romance. Mm-hmm. And you know, it says crime and drama cool romance so we'll see yeah we'll, we'll uh, see it's i figured because it's kind of like a like a younger thing and then there's going to be a little bit of most likely violence um yes. that it, it should Just be kidding. a little a little bit better than the average you know rom-com yeah. and such so and it's a foreign film yeah fuck it let's go From for taiwan it. it looks like mm-hmm. 
So as far as uh, streaming goes on all this, uh, I only found it on a Brighter Summer Days on the Criterion channel. Yes. Um, and I think it's on a couple other things for renting and all that. But I know Hulu Premium is the thing also. Mm-hmm. So I don't fucking do Hulu Premium because it went to shit after Disney owned it. But doesn't matter. We're watching it on Criterion, me and Mike. Yeah. Watch yeah. it wherever you desire. Do you remember but, when Hulu was free for everyone and it was ju- it just showed ads? Mm-hmm, I do. Like, if you ask me, everyone hates ads for some reason, and then they want free stuff. I'm like, how do you think you get free stuff? Yep. Ads. Ads. Stop complaining about ads. Do any of us watch them anyway? When ads pop up, we look away, and then we come back when it's back on. That's mm-hmm. how ads work, and we yeah. get free shit out of it. So stop bitching. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, That's my little soapbox for a the day. Brighter summer day. A next brighter week's summer day is our next week's assignment. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch A Brighter Summer Day without ads because I don't mind paying a little money for the Criterion channel. Mm -hmm. And I don't bitch about it either because that's how things work in this world. You pay for things. You get them. You don't pay for them. You got to sit through ads. Just deal with it, people. Mm -hmm. I like the way you you spit. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.